What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh? No. I thought your hair would be bigger. It says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. So, just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. You have smoked yourself retarded. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, num nuts? And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. It's the best night of the week. I'll call it now because <laughs> it seems to be lately. Every every night but Monday has been a total shit show lately. So let's hope Monday is the opposite this time. Last Monday, it was a full moon and things were crazy after mm -hmm. that. And I think uh, <laughs> that's what I'm attributing to last week's shenanigans. Um, but we have a great show tonight. I have two of my favorite peaches here and rye and <laughs> we are gonna go all over the map uh because we have no agenda tonight and based on these two ladies podcasts and the stuff rye's been looking at lately and some of the things that are going on it's gonna be fun so buckle up so welcome from the brand new kinky peach podcast formerly well she's still a co-host of upstate unconventional but that's a side gig now <laughs> um welcome rosie how are you doing hon i'm good thank you so much really appreciate it yeah we're on a little hiatus right now but uh we'll be getting back to upstate probably in the fall sometime we have a lot going on but it was much overdue for my podcast to come it's been a couple years in the making and finally i was just like i i gotta do it so it was the right time for sure it's funny because i've watched you you were so hesitant to join on upstate you yeah. know, well, at first you came in uh, incognito and then yeah, yeah. and then it came in and you were like really hesitant to co-host with Nico. And then you kind of not 
took over, but you had more energy, it seemed like, than he did about it. You were kind of pulling him into it. And then finally, yeah. you you started your own a couple of weeks ago. And it's great because it's I love the short format. Very easy listen, real quick, but to the point. And because you mix in a little bit of facts, a little bit of research in there, and then story time, which I love. It's great. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's fun. It's, you know, it's kinky, right? It's a kinky peach. But at the same time, it's uh, not just about sex, what everybody, you know, initially thinks. It's about unconventional careers, which I love to talk about. I love to talk to artists and musicians and, um, you know, really anything unconventional, like kind of like upstate unconventional in a way. But I really like to dig into like what people's passions are. And that just like makes me so excited to hear those sort of different careers and jobs. I'm going to be talking to chefs and photographers and I, I have a, I have a whole list right now. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. Um, but then I'd also like to dive into like my own little research. Like I just did um, the show on the redheads, you know, and the redhead mystique and the redhead vixen Hello. and what that's all about. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, got a little backlash <laughs> from some people over using uh, Lilith as like one of the vixens, but you know, it is what it is. You got to lighten up people. What can I say? It's art history. It's, it's art. good to get some backlash too, honestly. Yeah, it no, it is doing something. And you know I what? Like, Those people it. come back listening because they want to backlash every single time they're going to look <laughs> for something. And then eventually they're going to become your biggest fans. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. Thanks for the listen. asshole. Yeah. Right. <laughs> On that note, Julia, that's a way to make an entrance right there. We have the wonderful Julia from the Cosmic Peach podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Thanks for having me on. Um, Yeah, uh, I love the Kinky Peach uh, podcast already. I think that uh, I was waiting around for you to come out with your own podcast. Um, and then you finally did. And then I kind of dropped my like spin-off show around the same time and I was like great minds think alike it must be a redhead thing so <laughs> um I really just needed kind of like a break from talking about uh death and destruction and the world coming to an end and um it's not that those topics aren't extremely important because I still obviously have my main show but I'm kind of with Rosie I like to talk about other things and this is just a way for me to have kind of a mini comedy show with normal people because that's where you get some of the craziest stories. Um, like a girl I work with was telling me all of her worst Tinder dates and I had <laughs> tears in my eyes and I was laughing so hard and she goes, oh, you should make a podcast about that. And it was funny she said that because I kind of had already been looking at stepping into another direction just something more fun so that's kind of like what the spinoff show is is like love relationships people's craziest stories and believe me they're crazier than you could ever imagine you know uh fact is always stranger than fiction kind of thing <laughs> well it's so, like that yeah. old show taxi cab confessions Mm -hmm. those people had the wildest stories ever oh my god yeah and it's called on the hotline so it's supposed to be like an old school radio show like you call in you get some relationship advice and it just turns out that i don't really give the best relationship advice so that's why it's funny <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah no it's cool i'm i'm just having fun and i really um 
think that a lot of the people who have come over from my main show to this show already know I'm kind of funny. And this is just a way to be more personal with my own audience because there's only so many jokes you can make in the conspiracy realm without somebody being like, oh, you're kind of fucked up, aren't you? They're like, this isn't funny <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, but thanks for having me on. I'm excited for tonight. Yeah, I see us all, to, to what you were just saying, I see us all as kind of the damaged toys from Toy Story. You know, we all are like mutants in a little way, but in our own sort of special way. And and But that's exactly what you were describing there in, in my head. It's it's so true. Yeah. Uh, Rye, what do you got going on? Just having fun still, man. I, I'm a firm believer in in, you know, doing things like, you know, what you ladies are talking about right now. It's so important. And... I mean, 2020 was such a time, right? When like people are, everyone's starting a conspiracy podcast. And it's almost like if you're making any jokes about it, you're satanic or you're something like you're just the worst person, right? So it is really cool. And, you know, I started doing that, that food show. And I like how you are both doing something where you're spinning something off. I just take all these different shows that I do and just put them under my dangerous world thing. Like the MMA show that I do is under dangerous world, the food show, which I need to, you know, continue doing these. Um, it, it, you have to do it. It'll drive you absolutely crazy. If you just stare into this abyss for so long and, talk about you know government pedophiles and all this stuff you can only do that for so long otherwise you know you're gonna go crazy so i good on both of you for doing that thank you thanks you know i really loved your food show i would I love need to bring to it back spin off of that it's actually i've got it down to a science now ryan it's called the scattergun approach right somebody who might not be interested in conspiracies definitely still loves chick-fil-a so you just sure. start a sideshow on it's like called fast food fatties and that's your comedic relief for your and like literally every week for me it, it's the ufc right and i'm thankful right now we're getting into uh august where you've got contender series every tuesday so you've got literally two UFC events every week. And it's just like, it's the best time. It's such a good time. You make good food. They were in Nashville this last week. I made Nashville hot chicken. I always theme it up. You know what I mean? They were in London a couple weeks back. I made fish and chips. Oh um, yeah. That's so awesome. It, it's like a Super Bowl. So you got to have those things, man. And um, I was actually real curious because you both have shows named Peach, like something Peach, right? What is that from? Like, I know it's not as simple as just like an ass, right? Like, what is like, I want to ask uh, you, Julia, first, because, you know, I obviously your your cosmic peach has been around a little bit longer than the, the kinky peach. But I'm really curious as to how you both settled on peach. That's interesting. Well, to me. I think we'll both have different answers because I think it just kind of um, is a redhead thing is like you're peachy because you have like this peach appearance. Um, but also back in the day, if you called a woman a peach, like she was sweet. She was cute. She was pretty like a, a sweet peach. And then okay. it kind of got perverted as all things do and turned into a symbol for like an ass or a vagina right, right. or like. It's, you know, sexualized. But back in the day, if you was like, oh, she's a peach, like she's pleasant and she's so yeah. and I was like, I have kind of, you know, the redhead thing going on and I wanted it to be feminine. But also I put the cosmic in there because my old Instagram when I used to do hair was called cosmetic peach. 
And I was like, oh. I can start a podcast and that's just cosmic peach. And that's and I went on Monday night master debaters before I had a podcast. And I was like, Yeah, just like cosmic peach. And he was like, Well, we have a uh, cosmic peach in the house. And I was like, Matt sealed my fate. That has to be the <laughs> name. But yeah. yeah, so that's kind of where I went with it. But Rosie, you probably have a very esoteric, intrinsic, um, <laughs> way better story than me. <laughs> yeah, because uh, because I have a big ass, you know. That's why. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> in 2020, I started my uh, Peppers of Peach pages uh, on Instagram. So I've just been Peppers of Peach. So that's what Kinky Peach is geared toward. My Pepper pages. You know, it's not necessarily <laughs> geared toward anyone that's following me really with upstate. I mean, maybe they'll like it, you know, but it connects me more to like my bigger audience and stuff like that. You know, when they want to hear me talk, they want to hear me talk a lot. Um, and it's it's cool. So, yeah. So, Ryan, so it's like when I came up with the name, I'll, I remember I was sitting at the kitchen table 2020. <laughs> it was after dinner one night and Nico and I were coming up with the names and you know, I, I was coming up with all this stuff and yeah. And pepper was always my nickname. And then I was like, pepper, oh wait, pepper's a peach. And exactly why Julia said, well, it did have a lot to do with my booty to be quite <laughs> honest. Yes. Because right. that's the way it is. But uh, also because a girl's a pe like, oh, she's a peach of a girl. You know what I mean? So it just, it just worked, worked for me. Yeah. So, yeah. So pepper's and a we're peach. both juicy. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. Juicy right. as pepper. A lot of peaches to go, you know, it's, it's yeah, abundance. Right. <laughs> it's all about abundance. Well, <laughs> and I was gonna go. I was gonna ask too, Julia, are you a natural redhead? I thought you were a brunette for some reason. So I've been every color you can imagine. I Me go too. through little Me phases too. where like I'll bleach it and dye it black and I'll look like the corpse bride. Or it's like I go through this thing where it's like I really want to just look like a Tim Burton character or like some right. weird, you know. Um, but I always end up going back to my hair girl and I'm like, do whatever you got to do to where I don't have to color my hair for a while. And she'll try to get it as close to my root shade as possible. And then I just kind of let it grow out and I cut the ends as I go because they're all like damaged and shitty from coloring it over and over again. So I actually haven't colored my hair in like a year and a half. So like all the darker stuff, that's like mine growing out and all okay. this is like it needs to be cut immediately. Like, look at it. It's all frizzled and fried. And I like, mean, it looks great. I, that's yeah. why I was curious as to how <laughs> yeah. it was. It, it really does look good. But yeah, no, oh, I was you. just curious about that. I actually, it's so funny you said that. And uh, Rosie, don't get mad at me. But I was actually thinking about for fall time doing like a more like a chestnutty red. And I texted my hair girl and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bleach it all again. And I'm going to do a different color. And she was like, you know, you're going to be fucking bald by the time you're 40. If you don't stop like bleaching <laughs> your hair every single season. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I haven't decided yet. Do you? That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't get mad right. at you for doing that. That's what wigs are for. That's what wigs are for. Right. I'll have really three hairs on my head <laughs> right. that I'm exactly. still trying to bleach and color over. <laughs> I highlighted my hair one time. Uh, I think I was in high school and my grandmother had a conniption because, you know, I was the only redhead in the family and it was like so special to her. Right. And, uh, you know, I uh, I put all these blonde highlights in and she like literally was like, you're breaking my heart. 
you are literally oh. breaking my yeah, heart. You scumbag, yeah. you. Yeah, like you, I do uh, love the red on you, though. It just totally suits you. I well, did, it's, um, I have no choice. <laughs> well, and I was gonna say, um, I did have such a big crush on you when I first discovered you off of um, Upstate Unconventional, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I wish I could just embrace like my natural look, and I just can't because I'm like. I'm over it. I want to do something else. Oh, you get like, you're like ADD with the, with the stuff. Oh, oh, I have to change or like, I'll be really into like doing dark lipstick one week. And then I'm like, oh my God, no, it looks like corpsey. And then I'll like change it and do. So I always have to like evolve and change like what I'm doing right now. I'm super into spray tans. Don't fucking spray tan your b-hole, guys. Do not fucking spray tan your b-hole. I was going to do that tomorrow. I'm glad you're telling me not to. Make sure you wax it first, Ryan. Oh, boy. Have you heard heard of people like getting their assholes burnt by the sun? Yeah. They try to do that sun cleanse or whatever. The the, the b-hole bathing. Is that what it's called? Yeah, like the sun bathing for your b-hole. Yeah, are you pulling wow. up a picture, Matt? Let's see a let's see a sunburnt asshole. Uh, I'm trying to find. <laughs> I actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I had a, a video close to that. I gotta find it though. Ah, oh, shit. You know it's funny though too, since we're talking about red hair right now. I do. Uh, I just recently started doing that uh, uh, conspiracy theater three thousand with two gingers, and I feel like I might have to dye my beard red. Like, I think I might have to do it because these dudes are both redheads. Yeah. Uh, talking yeah. about Moral Bob and Drew missing. It's totally so. a look. Yeah. I might have to do it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Just to it's see what it looks Bob. like. I've bleached my hair before. Like, I even had, I when I had long hair, I bleached half of it. So it was like half white, half black, you know, because my hair, my natural hair is like black, brown. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I fucked around a little bit. <laughs> is that why you're bald now, Ryan? No, my hairline's not very good though. You can see where it would be. It's not very good. I just it's just easier to be bald. You ladies would do it too if it was more acceptable. It's so much nicer <laughs> not having to not having to comb it or like use shampoo. I use the same bar of soap on my balls that I do on my face. You nice. guys can Yeah, right. there wow. you go. You guys can't do that. So no. no. What do we got here? <laughs> no. well, here here's here's the uh sunning your balls and here's why your Your testicles are responsible for the production of testosterone a hormone which boosts muscle mass intelligence attractiveness and even height mitochondria are the powerhouses of the cell and create energy when the mitochondria are exposed to sunlight the vitamin d and infrared light will boost their energy production when you expose the mitochondria in the testicles to sunlight these mitochondria will create more energy for your testicles to use This energy is then used to create more testosterone, and is even proven with a study which showed that sunning your nuts boosts testosterone by 200%, which is absolutely nuts. Comment your thoughts. Go sun our nuts, boys. Sun your nuts. (laughs) Every short guy in a 10-mile radius just grabbed their nut bag and ran outside naked. Dude, they're all running around grabbing their ankles. Yeah. Dude, I Mm -hmm. I gotta mention how much I hate this, like... And, and I I can't stand like beta dudes, but the fake alpha male like podcasting world has gotten so frustrating where people are like, I saw a meme and I think I was talking about it with you, Matt, where it's like, if you saved a dollar every day of the week or every day of the year, you know how much money you'd have at the end of the year? $300,000. You know, yep. it's like this fake 
motivational bullshit. It's like, no, it'd be $365 that you'd have, not 300,000. But all these things where it's like just over the top, like never have fun. Everything's about being the baddest dude in the room. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. man, have yeah. you guys ever been in a fight even? You know, like the way yeah. that they're talking about this stuff. And that kind of is what that reminds me of is, you know, sun in your nuts. Well, and Everyone, a lot of them, oh. a lot of them are the weak kids from high school and middle yeah. school, right? They they never had, they were always less than growing up. And now all of a sudden, after a couple rounds of steroids and, uh, and a couple, you know, videos, now they're important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they have a podcast. So they think, <laughs> you know, they can go to work and be like, yeah, I have a podcast. Yeah. Well, it's usually a YouTube oh. channel, right? Those because they got to show themselves. Yeah. They're they're mm-hmm. so narcissistic that they can't just be audio. It's got to be video. We oh, talked yeah. about bettering TikTok yourself. Channel, uh huh. Mm. Yeah, it's yep. rough. It's rough. Like that whole Gary V wave. Yep. You know Andy Frisella, who I actually enjoy listening to. Andrew but- Tate. Andrew Tate. Yeah. I mean, just the worst. I mean, I don't know if I'd rather hang out with someone like that or somebody like, you know, like a total empress to dude. Yeah. It's rough. No, thank you. I feel like a lot of that, though, is just an ego trip because they love to hear themselves speak. And it's like they get off kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm so wise. I'm so intelligent. And Really, they have probably in real life world, they don't have a lot of friends. Right. Like nobody's taking them to the bar on the weekend because you'd be like out with them like, dude, shut. Right. Shut. Constant douchebag. Yes. I hate that. Maybe that's why no one takes me to the bar. That's right. (laughs) You have a douchey voice, apparently. I know. According to your son, right? (laughs) Yeah. He likes you, though. though. He likes you. I think that's a compliment, honestly, from a from a he child that doesn't it. even know what that word means. I right. think that's great. Yeah, he, he thinks you're great. So I awesome. <laughs> I I'm had sure only he's ever heard Ryan's voice before I discovered like his YouTube channel. And uh, I had I had made up a version of you of what I thought you looked like before I actually saw you. And I just pictured like. I don't know. um those shiny black shoes and sport coat, like a greaser. I, no, like like a businessman. Oh, oh my like god! Like he sold insurance, like with penny loafers on. Oh, That's like I, I had this version of you in my head, and then I saw you, and I was like, "Oh, god. I he's so normal looking." Normal guy, <laughs> so you know. Imagine not in a bad way, but I was just like pleasantly surprised. I thought you were going to be like this kind of preppy, like. <laughs> Listen, you guys, I'm going to tell you about conspiracies. Yeah. Let's break down the trilateral commission really quick. (laughs) So it's funny that you say like the voice and like, you know, you put the the, you 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 create that image in your head of what somebody looks like. I think that the most interesting people. And I'll even put Sam Tripoli in this category, like I, I pictured him when I heard his voice, I heard it several times before I saw his face. Right doesn't his face does not match his voice at all his old host that ryan uh, was it i forget the guy's name but it was ryan something adam no it was a a guy named ryan i want to say oh no no it was aaron i'm sorry aaron Aaron, that's right aaron yeah aaron Uh, yeah i don't know why i'm thinking ryan but yeah this guy aaron um 
that dude's voice didn't match his his face at all. He's got this long, like lion's mane hair and like all this stuff, but a real deep kind of chill voice. So I think that that always kind of like adds a little a little like level of intrigue to whatever you're listening to. You know what I mean? I I always knew Matt like so I didn't get to do that with Matt. I saw him the first time I spoke to him or heard his voice. It was on my show. So you don't get to do that with some people, but it's always interesting when you hear someone's voice and then you finally see their face. It's like, oh, shit, it's never the same. It's never yeah. even close to the same. Never. Yeah. That makes me think of that uh, Netflix show. Love is blind. Have you guys watched any of that? No, no. Oh, it's this, I can't say it's I have. that concept. So I'll just real quick because it's interesting. They put two people on each side of a glass wall that they can't see through and they get like three weeks to talk to a bunch of different people and make connections. And by the end of the experiment, you have to pick somebody that you're going to propose to. And if they say yes, they send you off on a dream honeymoon and they pay for your wedding and everything. But nine times out of 10, the person that they pick just based on their personality and conversation, they always say their face doesn't match their voice and they end up not being able to get married because they can't connect the voice and the person that they've made in their head to the actual person yep and um i heard matt before i saw him and i thought that he was like a jock guy like a youngster with like a shoulder pads on and then kind i saw you bit. and i was like oh matt you're so refined you silver fox you I was <laughs> <laughs> no i but it's funny because ryan i thought the same thing when we used to listen to your show in the car and i i used to say to you go i have to see what ryan looks like like i had for some reason your voice was so intriguing to me but i i did not think what you thought julia i thought like think? Um, it's so no funny. penny We're loafers like... involved. What's that? No penny loafers involved. No, no. I, I pictured more of like a mountain guy with like I. I thought you were putting it on more, like like more of like a comedy voice. Like that was like your like shtick, like more, a radio you know? type voice. Like talk like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was sort of like I pictured to be this big mountain dude, the way you're talking. Yeah, and. You used to crack me up because you did those commercials about um the trimmer. Oh yeah, Manscaped. Yeah, the man right, right. And so I don't know. It just it really it was so entertaining to me. And yes, Matt. Matt is the silver fox for sure. Silver fucking fox. Yes. Because you're so flattering. You know who messed with me was was uh your cousin, Ryan. I could not get a picture of Brandon in my head listening to him. Like, right. I could not picture what he looked like. Then when I met him, I was like, I never would have guessed that in a million years, especially when he had the mustache there. I yeah. like something about that yeah. threw me way off with him. <laughs> I've never seen him. He has a mustache. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. he did. I, yeah. it. I don't know like, if he like does a anymore. big mustache. I love it. I love it. Used, used to be a good, solid, like handle, you know, handlebar. Solid like 70s porn. Stash. Oh, I, yeah. lo- I love that. I think that's so hot. Well, I'm thinking about doing it for November because that's when you're supposed yes, to do the mustache. Do I, but I want to go. I want to go all the way down. Like I'm going to shave everything and just nice. leave it. Like oh, I'm going to I'm going to go hard, dude. Do it. It's going to be nice. That's but... the Fu Man too. You got to get a chopper, and you got to yeah. around with your. Stash. I'll rent one for a for a week or something. Take a bunch of pictures in different yeah. clothes. You have to do uh, it. Yeah, it's so funny though when you actually meet these these crazy you know, people doing these shows. 
I envisioned Sam Tripoli before I ever saw him as like a big fat guy with like a greasy forehead. Like <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like, yeah, he he sounds like he's like a fat guy, like a yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know Sam's voice, but and then I saw him and I was like, huh, interesting. But yeah, no, I think part of being a podcaster is being able to actually listen back to your own voice. Because I've done a lot of self-critiquing these last years. And uh, I've kind of refined it because um, you'd never believe how annoying you sound until you hear yourself back. For hours and hours, especially if you edit and all that stuff. You're like, I just want to put this out. I'm so sick of myself. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I feel you. I get that with my pictures, too. Like on my peach pages, I get sick of looking at myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like you know what I mean. There's only so many things I. And can then do. think of the people on the opposite end of the spectrum that can't get enough of themselves. You know, right. and they're just looking at themselves and reading comments about themselves all day. I think that's like the most artificial way to live. But in today's day and age, there's so much gratification from it for these people that that's all they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gary, because it gets you into that little, you know, the idea of some of those Black Mirror sh- episodes or, you know, any other dystopian where you're basically in a little room and have all your necessities there. And that's it. You and your screen. And that's that's all you need to engage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's kind of like shaping how society is going to be, because whoever has the most likes, they're the popular one. So everyone's going to imitate what it is that they're doing or how it is that they look. And I talk a lot about the counterculture movement in the 60s and how before that everyone was really clean cut. And there was such a look about Buddy Holly and like some of the classic musicians. And when the 60s hit, it was kind of like unshaven, grow your hair out, baggy clothes, And that was the popular thing. So it doesn't even have to look good or be something attractive. They can push it, push it, push it and be like, this person's attractive. This person's attractive. This person's attractive. And it will literally change how you view everything. And who determines that? That's what I've always wondered. Who's the one that pushes these trends, right? And, And you do see cycles too. Right. Because sometimes what was 30 years ago then becomes trendy all of a sudden all over again. But I always wondered, who's the one that makes these edicts and and gets the ball rolling in that direction? Mm. Have a stock. I mean, it's whoever handles people like Kim Kardashian, because she's the one that really made like the whole shift from like tits to ass. You know, everyone used Mm -hmm. to focus on boobs Um, like when I was in, in middle school in you know, the early 2000s. And then now it's like all about ass. Like it doesn't even matter, you know, if if a girl's got boobs at all, it seems like in most people's minds. And now that's kind of, it seems like reverting back. And now there's like this fake thing of fat people, like obese people are hot. That's never going to really fully catch on like it did in the old days. Um, And I'm talking old days, like when like food wasn't possible to come by. So anyone that was fat, you're like, oh, they got money. Let me get with them yeah Yeah. and what was like fat for them would be like 
healthy for us. <laughs> like, I, it yeah. Would, yeah, yeah, it wasn't one like one of the fattest men in the world in a circus was like a normal ass American. That today. was the late 1800s. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and he was, I think, 350 pounds. Yeah, I and can go to Walmart to the and see fattest man. Yeah, they're yeah. all over the place. See a dozen well, and that's that's one of the things that throws me is I, I, you know, some of these reels that I think are like supposed to be funny. It's like struggle porn to people. Like mm-hmm. there's this new thing of watching like fat women squeeze into small seats and like oh, yeah. they're like kind of complaining about it, like as kind of like an SJW type message. But in reality, it's for their fans and it's like a, this struggle porn fetish thing i Weird. don't get it you talking about the fat girl yet. on the airplane yeah 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 where she oh. takes up two seats with her big old fat yeah. ass yeah and they do it with cars and stuff where a fat chick will cram herself in this tiny little car and like there's dudes that just get off to this dude that's like kind of humiliating for the yeah. person too and it's like all these likes and all these comments and shit like no none of them would even approach you in public and a lot of them you know, it's like they're not going to show up to your funeral. They don't care about like your soul or anything. And it's like to be morbidly obese like that. You're clearly not clearly. Let's just say you're probably unhealthy. I, I think you can say clearly. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, is you're more you're clearly unhealthy. And then you have to humiliate yourself to get this type of attention from men or whatever. And, you know, they're, they're like, oh, well, the thick girls are coming back. Dude, Marilyn Monroe was a size eight. Like, on my skinniest day, it was hard for me to get into a size eight. So that's not like, yeah, she had like a really nice figure, but she wasn't like 600 pounds. Lizzo. No. Right. Oh, yeah, she's right. disgusting. She looks um, like the poop emoji. Yeah. Lizzo does. <laughs> that's no, a shame. But, but I, think I never the, thought about that. That's hilarious, though. She kind of does. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is, like, there, like there's it. a big difference between fat and curves, though. We have to, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, without a doubt. Know? I mean, I love that, like, pinup girl look oh, same. where it's, like, mm-hmm. just beautiful curves, you know? There's nothing like that. You know, when I grew up, <laughs> um, you had to look like a heroin addict. So it really sucked for me (laughs) because like, I didn't look like that. And it was just like Kate Moss, you know, she was like the one and um, all these teeny tiny little girl, like skinny models. Like it was all about models and supermodels. Right, Matt? Yeah, because it was like Victoria's Secret, Sports Illustrated, and they were all these eating disorder queens, basically. They were, it was such an unrealistic you know, expectation to set and unhealthy at that. So unhealthy. And I remember like just trying so desperately to be skinny, like doing anything I could. Well, that's why they pushed all those diet pills. Remember? Yes. That was a big thing. I mean, it was even an episode on 90210 and and Saved by the Bell. Yes. There's diet pill episodes because it was a big thing. Like it was big. Girls Those 80s with- diets, dude. Oh, like deal oh a meal. Yep. I don't know if you guys know any of the other ones, but like, because I I mean, the 80s. Jenny Craig, Weight my Watchers. You, Jenny I, Craig, I mean, yeah. my, mom, my mom probably did every single one of them in the 90s. I, I Watchers, know them all. Yeah. Slim Fast. Yep. Was a good oh, one. yeah. Ooh, Chalky Slim Shapes. Fast. Yep. Hey, I, I actually I did would have it all. A, I'd have a Slim Fast with a slice of pizza when I was a kid, though. You know what I mean? Like, it was like. <laughs> a, oh, my God. It tasted like nursing home drink. I, I, I liked yeah. it, though, because it was expensive. 
Yeah. As a kid, I was like, this is expensive. That means it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. That's when I was. was growing up, I was like a 90s kid, but it was um like Shakira and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and like all these girls. And even Jennifer Aniston was kind of still like in it to win it from fucking friends. And everybody was getting that shitty fucking haircut. And um, I think that there is definitely an aesthetic about them. They're not ugly, but if you saw them in person, you would be like, oh my God, because the camera adds like what? 10 pounds. So you have Supposedly. to subtract 10 pounds from their already malnourished bodies. Mm-hmm. We also have to think about the way that people edit the shit out of their photos. I remember a while ago, um, I mean, this is 10 years ago, probably. We were at Hooters and there was a girl that was very, very skinny, like bone skinny that was serving us. And she was attracted had a pretty face and all this stuff. And she showed us like modeling pictures that she was doing. And she looked like super thick in her pictures, but there's no one else around in the photo to compare her to. Right. Mm. So you're just seeing this girl who's got a feminine physique and all this stuff. And you're not seeing like there's a girl with like a more normal body, normal, like, you know, thicker, more, more to go around, whatever you want to say. But it, you know, you, you don't see that. Uh, in a solo picture like that so it is strange and then when everyone's super skinny on a movie set you know the one that's got slightly more meat on their bones is going to look good but then you got to think about people like tyra banks like how how hot everyone thought she was when she came about because everyone was so skinny and then Mm -hmm. you had somebody like tyra banks who was kind of like you you, you, they called her thick back then and she really wasn't but was she like a size four three or something like that (laughs) yeah but, well, I was right. going to ask you, Rosie, because one of the things that I get into, like in my other show, is the the photograph manipulation. Yeah, and what Ryan was just saying about you know how that girl probably used lighting angles, things like that, and I'm sure that's something you're well aware of with your page and all the photos that you take. How yeah. easy it is to sway people with a little deception of the, of the lens. Oh, yeah. And I talk about it in some of my photos that I post, too, Um, because I posted one where I'm in the kitchen and it's terrible lighting and you can like see all the dimples and, you know, just like a real woman's body. And I said, this is a here's a picture in all of my glory. Like, this is how I look, you know, because a lot of times I use the light to my advantage. Of course. I mean, that's part of it, you know, Um I use the light to my advantage, but I never alter my body in any way. And I embrace my thighs and my my butt and all that stuff. Um, I embrace it all. And I love that, that I can do that. Um, but there's so many people that you would not believe that I that I know that are on Instagram that literally, and I talked about it kind of on uh, my last show. There's this woman in particular, and she's got a real big She's getting up there, a uh, natural redhead page, and she's got dark brown hair. I mean, you not even a natural, like at all. She's probably in her 50s, um, and she looks like she's like in her early 20s. Um, and it's it's just amazing. It's just a complete, utter different persona. I have to be very, like she says she's from Texas, but she's actually from like California. There's like this whole thing. And I have to be careful because I'm so honest that like, and I know like Ryan, I think said that to Nico before, like she shows her location. <laughs> she shouldn't show her. Lo- like I used to be like upstate New York on like my big pages. You know what I mean? That's stupid. 
you know? Um, so like, I, I, you know, that's something I had to learn as I've gone on with this whole thing to like, not be overly like honest with like, <laughs> you know, everything. Well, but, it's a character, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's an alter ego, a persona. Oh, of course. Pepper. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's my, that's my character that I yep. play. Of course. Um, you know, that's not real. That's not Rosie. Pepper doesn't have two kids. <laughs> yep. oh, <laughs> like, right. You know what yeah, I mean? I like, Pe- you know, Pepper's a fantasy and that's, that's what, that's what it is. And so my podcast, Kinky Peach, that's, that's a fantasy podcast. Oops. I'm losing myself here. Um, oh, yeah. so um but yeah um but but I do like to show my real body because that's what it is you know I I couldn't imagine not like I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I'm gonna keep altering things I mean that that's silly you know well good for fucking you because like when you edit things to like a like a weird level you start like having issues with yourself like when you like for me hang on Shut up! <laughs> Edit that part out. Sorry. <laughs> um, for me, like when I look at myself, like normal, and then I look at a picture I posted on Instagram, I'm like, "Damn, did I really look that good that day?" And of course, it's filters and lighting, and I had my makeup just right, and I was doing this and that. But it starts to create this other version of you in your head. And then you're like, which one is me? Like, am I me, the meth head with no makeup on that looks like a struggle bus? Or am I me when I'm all done up like fucking Dolly Parton? And so, um, again, I think it's having to look a certain way because um, you feel like you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. And like what has instilled that in the minds of people? Because it's not just women. It's also men. Feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Look at that guy. He's got like a million followers on Instagram and he's doing the same workouts I am. What's up? Well, he's probably paying for those likes and fucking follows and shit. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it is an illusion. Yeah, there's a lot of illusion, but never, ever, ever pay for followers or any of that because it completely kills your stuff down the road it really does um i knew someone that would buy um people fake followers to screw them and it's it's like the meanest thing you can do because you can actually buy someone like i could buy you fake followers tomorrow and you would all of a sudden be like holy shit i have like where do they all come from and you're like on cloud nine and then you're done it just like kills you so it, that's actually a terrible thing to do for you. Even though at first you're like, oh, this is so cool. Then but you get like a hundred likes. You know what I mean? You have like 400,000 followers. It doesn't, it doesn't add up, you know? Today's mm-hmm. currency, likes, follows, like that is today's currency. And like, for me, I compare myself, like it's hard not to compare yourself and be like, damn, like, oh, people must not like my shit I'm posting. But then I have to take a step back and be like, I like the shit I'm posting. So I don't fucking care if, you know, but to some degree, everyone's kind of like got this weird void inside themselves where it's like, I only feel fulfilled if I got 27 likes on this photo, you know? And it's just a part of like the human nature, I think at this point, because we're also plugged into our phone. Yeah. 
And yeah. um, well, it's that dopamine also, hit, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's what that social media is. It's a giant dopamine rush. Mm-hmm. Are you into like any of the online dating, you guys? I mean, obviously not Rosie because she's married, but are you Bumblers, well, Tumblers, any of that? <laughs> I refuse. No, I, I I used to do that uh, mostly Tinder back in the day, and it's a good time. Like when you're young and and stuff like that, it's a lot of fun. But other than that, no, not anymore at do all. You believe that it works for some people? No, not no. really. Not even I, like Christian mingle. No, especially not Christian and not J date either. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Jewish one. especially not those things, man. Because like all that, dude, if I wanted to go on there and just be like, yeah, let's see what this is all about. I'm going to go on Christian mingle, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just some random dude nine times out of ten. They're like, well, let's go to church. And they're like, what? I don't want to fucking go to church. You know what I mean? So it, it well, is like that's the thing from like the, what was it? Early 2000s that Ashley Madison where yeah. it was like a you know like a big married people website and and there was this supposedly a leak of yeah. all the list and and on it though the craziest part was i think the ratio was somewhere around like a hundred guys to, per female mm-hmm. and then out of that most of the females i think like 95 percent of the females were bots yeah. Oh, so it never shit. got past the chat stage and you had to pay, right? Mm-hmm. These guys were paying using their credit card. Well, when the leak happened, I know of at least one, if not two people that ended up killing themselves mm-hmm. because they got busted cheating for Ash through Ashley Madison. What? Yeah, that was a big thing. I knew a movie producer that he followed me and then he wanted me to be, I was like, whatever. I, I didn't really believe the guy. Cause you know, whatever I, you, you have to take everything with a grain of salt, but um, yeah, he got busted. He was like in the news. So then I was like, okay, he's legit. <laughs> it's too late now. I could have been in that goddamn movie after all. Um, yeah. But no, he, um, yeah, he got busted. Yeah, like- too, and same thing. Yeah. Oh God! Oh my God. Pastor outed as on Ashley Madison commits suicide. That's I bet crazy. the pastor was the guy on the far right. The gay looking guy. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be him. Look at the shape of that. He's so smitten. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't show. But there's a couple of them. I mean, it's crazy to think that. Um, New Orleans pastor. Of course, it's New Orleans. Yeah, there was a couple of. Wow. Yeah, they, I mean, there were some crazy stories about you know people doing crazy shit after getting busted by that and it's like man you were stupid enough to use your fucking credit card what do you expect mm-hmm. yeah and there, it's I mean, like they think it's so easy like oh i can just get on here and i can have sex with a hot woman in my area you know yeah I mean? exactly yeah. what it is <laughs> so funny man it's so discreet right no one will ever know yes yeah. so discreet Get the fuck out of here. And I have actually, the last time that I was using Tinder, this is like six, seven years ago at this point, most of the women did seem to be bots on there for sure. Like you talk with them and it's generic responses. And, you know, it it seems like just a weird way to like, I don't know, like stroke people's egos or something. It makes makes people try to pay for that premium service because then, you know, you swipe past somebody that, liked you and you didn't like them and then it's like oh find out who likes you and usually it's like some 400 pound chick that's got like one arm or something you know what i mean and you're like oh shit 
I paid fifty dollars for this. Nothing against one arm girls or four hundred pound girls, but I'll take one of those, not two. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, not, I'm not taking one or the other. Yeah, I'm not oh, taking did, both. Did you ever take somebody out and you're like, oh, you know, she's kind of cute, and you got there and you were like, what is this? Or no. she like maybe she she lived in a funeral home or some weird shit like that. No, but you want to hear? Uh, I'll, I'll tell my weirdest story out of all these. So I got kind of scammed. I thought I was going to have a threesome. Basically, oh, is what was going goodness. down. Girl, girl comes down. She was going to the U of A. This was probably about almost ten years ago at this point. Um, invites me to go down by the U of A, this local university here. Right? We go to a bar. She's like, "I'm going to bring my friend. She thinks you're cute too." Let's hang out. Let's see what happens, blah, blah, blah. And she's like texting me the whole time while I'm driving over there. She was like, she really likes you a lot and all this stuff. Go there, buy them both a bunch of drinks. Cause I'm like, hey, the more drinks, the better. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, let's, let's really get weird here. Nothing happens. She ends up leaving probably to go see her boyfriend or something. And then, you know, we, we still, I still got what I, what I came for, but it was not what I expected. I'll say that. So, oh, wow. Was that at least worth the booze? Sure. Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. But it's not it's not the same as to where like, you know, you're 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 saying that you're getting like a, a, a 11 out of 10 experience mm-hmm. for the night and you get like an eight. You know, <laughs> so it, it didn't it wasn't all it was cracked up to be, but it was you hit still, a home run every night. Right. You, I mean, uh, when it's like that, you can't even do anything, it seems like. So it was it was rough, but, you know, mm-hmm. it happens to all of us. Oh my gosh. My cousin told this story about like he met up with this girl and they were talking about crazy Tinder dates. And she said she went out with this guy. She had been talking to him for like two months and finally they met up and he was in a wheelchair. And she was like, I thought it was kind of odd because all of his selfies were just like chest up kind of selfies, you know? And uh, he was like, yeah, I can't get erect. I'm I'm paralyzed from the waist down. And um, I, I just hope you, we can still, you know, make a connection. And she was like, look, we can be besties. But like, you're not going to be able to uh, fulfill all of my needs. Maybe, maybe the dude munches a mean box or something. You know <laughs> I mean? like-, but like, she was like, I, I kept looking at him and I was like, no, that's really him. It's. It, he's in a wheelchair like it just you know was obviously a shock but i think you should kind of be honest about that i'm not right. saying put it in your bio but maybe just slip a picture in sitting in the wheelchair yeah there was probably a wheelchair emoji in the bio and no one noticed that they're just Hot like, wheels yeah he's a cool he's a he's an easy roller that's what that means you know she's trying to <laughs> trying to get around it it clearly Riding says dirty. I'm in a, I'm in a, and then wheelchair emoji. This is it then. And hey, I have nothing against people trying to make a genuine connection. I'm sure he gets a lot of rejection, but like, don't play a trick on people. Like, come on, she might have actually liked you if you would have just been straightforward and been like, hey, I can satisfy you in other ways, but I just want to let you know. My legs don't work. Something well, and what does he think is going to happen when she gets there? Like he's going to be in the wheelchair, like ta da! Right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Surprise. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's not going to be like pleasantly surprised about that. It's so. like those people that catfish. I never understood oh, that shit. Damn. Right? I mean, that's one of those things where you're presenting yourself as something you're not, and then eventually they, they want to meet. And mm-hmm. these people, like, obviously. I mean, you've gone and some of these people go years 
in these long drawn out relationships through the phone there's always an excuse why they can't do video and then eventually they meet in person it's like holy shit half the time they're gay you know it's a guy chasing a guy and yeah just weird shit i don't understand that psychology at all yeah i watched the movie when it first came out the catfish movie the first story of the catfish and then the show came out and they had mgk on one season and like they Uh would show up to this random person's house and mgk's knocking on their door totally nonchalant it's just mgk knocking at your door and he's like come on man come out here and say hello to samantha she's really into you and it's like I wouldn't come outside on MTV with MGK standing in my yard if I really was who I said I was. Like, that's so embarrassing. Like, why would you want to meet under those circumstances? Well, I don't know if you guys remember it, but a couple of years ago, there was a a big prominent college football player for Notre Dame who got catfished. And it became like national news for some reason. It made no sense why they embarrassed this guy. It was almost like an embarrassment ritual. You know, Mm -hmm. they dragged this kid through the mud (laughs) and he was the one who got catfished. You know, he wasn't fucking anybody else over. He just ended up getting screwed over by this girl who claimed she died. And, you know, he dedicated the season to her. And then it turns out she was really like one of his cousins or something. What? It it got really weird. It ended up being a, a dude who, you know, was kind of trans in the sense that he thought, you know, he was very feminine and dressed like a woman. And and it was they had some relation or they were family of some sort. It was really weird. That's so, sick. There's a whole documentary on it on Netflix if anybody's interested. Yeah, Manti Teo was his name. And it was just, it was huge news because they were in the national championship. This girl died. He dedicated his whole season to her. And then they ended up losing. And then as soon as the game was over, it blew up in his face and people were just harassing him. And it basically ruined his career other than the fact mm-hmm. that he wasn't as good as he was built up to be in college. Poor guy. I mean, he's the one that got screwed over. Yep. Wow. Uh, Damn. Imagine the life, the life of the cat fisher, though. You have nothing <laughs> else going on. Right. Nothing else going on. Think you about how to tough that is psychologically, Julia, to have to live in that lie and, and remember the story that you're telling and keep it in everything in line. Uh-huh. I would do it if I was really, really wealthy. Like, I don't know if you've ever, like, kept up a, like a fun lie for some reason. Like, just like <laughs> we used to do these when when we were, like, in high school and, like, just out of high school. Like just the stupidest lies about like uh my dad invented the splashless urinal cake and we have a ton of money <laughs> and you know it's like like weird shit like that like because we used to go to hooters all the time and just totally like we call it spinning yarn we just spin yarn with these chicks dude constantly and it's it's a good time like i if i had millions of dollars i would catfish the fuck out of some people <laughs> oh my god sure. you, would you be a dude catfishing females or you would be a, a female quote-unquote I'd be I'd be whatever I felt like doing. Probably. I think it seems like a fun time. Honestly, I wouldn't want to ruin anyone's life. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want it to get to that point. Like, I wouldn't do that football player stuff, Mm -hmm. but I would absolutely like see if I could get somebody to like buy me a car or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Their life. That's terrible. That's way too much work. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. If you don't have anything else to do, 
and you have money. That's true. Why not fuck around a little bit? Oh Tim Dillon gosh. does that. He does fake business. Like he'll call real estate agents. And like he's a he went to he used to sell mortgages and and business loans and stuff. And he will just call and talk to these loan officers and be like, hey, we're ready to pull the trigger right now. Can you meet us? And the the guys like cancel your plans. I want to meet right now. You know, and and like, is there any competing business clauses in this complex that we're trying to buy? Wild stuff. It just seems like a good time. Just fucking around with people like that. That brings back the prank call days to me. Yes. Exactly. I was just going to say it. Uh, being a Gen X kid, that was oh one of my the gosh. huge things because there was no internet to entertain us, but the phone book, there was, <sighs> a, and in our town, we had a Harry Balls. Oh, he, we got it relentlessly. Geez. Yeah. Yep. We used to do that all the time. Oh my gosh. And my mom was the worst. She was like a sister to me growing up. And she would be like, it would be like Friday night after TJIF, right? And we would, I would have like my friend over, we'd be having a sleepover. My mom would be like coming up with the phone book. Like, who are we going to call tonight? And I'm like, you're sick. I don't know. Let's do it. She's the cool mom. And and she, we, but we like would call the same guy like every Friday night. It was crazy. And we all had like our fake names. You know, we we're all sisters and all this bullshit. And I look back, I'm like, imagine me like, doing that with my kids. Not in a million goddamn years, you know? I'm like, what well, and the, be- the best part was you could hop on as many ha- home lines as you had. So you're all on the phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not to laugh and. Oh, it was great. Yeah. And then and fun. then they came out with caller ID and ruined it all. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was yeah. that was the death of the real prank call, because at that point. They nailed you as soon as you called. Yeah, yep. I was such a pussy, though. The only prank call I ever really pulled off, I was dating this kid in high school who worked at a pizza shop in our town. And he was the one who had to, like, make the pizzas. And so I had my cousin call that pizza shop and order, like, 50 pizzas. And um, she was like, oh, yeah. And, and she just real elaborate fucking pizzas, too. And um, obviously we never went and picked him up. And then later on, I saw on Facebook, he had posted like somebody fucking called and ordered 50 fucking pizzas <laughs> and like all this stuff. And uh, I didn't even call. I made my cousin call and I was just like laughing in the background. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, we're not shitty people, right? Well, see, that's fucked up. That's wasting food. That's crossing the line right there. I'm sure they let the <laughs> I'm just kidding. workers take home extra pizzas. Or hopefully they gave it to homeless people or some shit. I mean, like that that's not the worst thing. I'm obviously joking. Any crackheads but... to be had in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny like how how sensitive people are now. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, fucking with people is always fun. I'll do it till the day I die, to be honest. Mm, Usually yeah, when good. someone calls me and it's a scam call. I usually do my Chinese voice or <laughs> like I, I talk and I'm like threatening to them the whole time. Like, I'm like, you're not going to fuck with me this time. Like, I just say like <laughs> wild shit to them. And, you know, it's just it's just fun. It, it makes the day go by. Yeah. But, you know, funny. what the problem is right nowadays. It's not even a person that's calling you. It's a machine. So you can't right. even really fuck with it that much. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. it beeps and then it transfers it to the person after it knows that you're in you, on the whatever scam up. they're giving you yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah we are prank ours was third, back oh, in the day right when they would call us we would pretend to be like an indian call center 
Yeah. Oh. Going back and forth at him. Back, it was it was great. We called dueling banjos to see how long we could keep them on before they would jump off. That's yeah. like putting two Chinese restaurants on the phone with each other. Yeah. That's, like the same that's thing. hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My 13 year old has the balls to do it. He always gets scam calls on his cell phone. And it's always well, he's always Indian people and he has a great Indian accent. And so he'll just go right back at them. And he just talks to these people and like they like fight. And I'm like, how is he doing? Like, how is he doing this? <laughs> That's funny. It's, really, it's really funny. Yeah. He's you got to like, record the next one. I will. I will. It's entertaining for sure. Oh, yeah. Good on him. I was Kids listening. Going places. Did you guys see this cartoon? This social justice warrior cartoon, it is hilarious. It's not real, it's a parody, but watch this. Victimizers beware. The racist and biggest greatest nightmare. Social justice warrior. It's the bias response team. If you've been offended, your feelings must be defended. The freedom of expression is a microaggression. Here comes Antifa Freddy. He's always ready to fight fascism with fascism. Starbucks windows don't stand a chance. Ethic enhancer. He's a systematic racism finder. Using the powers of screaming and shame, they win every debate by calling your names. They're heroes who think that they're victims. Social justice warriors. <laughs> get triggered is the the call sign oh the, it's uh, such slogans. a great I, I and it wouldn't surprise me if that was on like saturday morning cartoons one of these days something mm-hmm. along those lines right they yeah. wouldn't go as far as saying like antifa but something exactly like that to where yeah. it's like freedom of expression is like uh like what would the superhero like if it's the justice league what would the different superheroes names be pcos what's that <laughs> that's what they always say that's that's why they're trans because they have the pcos they they like stand outside schools and they're like we have pcos and it's do, like, do you know what it means yeah because it's like something that really happens like they keep saying that i have pcos but it's like polycystic ovarian syndrome oh like ptsd almost no it's like <laughs> it affects your hormones so like you have more masculine um, characteristics beca- because your body produces more testosterone. Uh, so okay. they say that these kids are suffering from stuff like that. And they'll be like, yeah, you should, you should let kids do whatever they want. Cause they're probably suffering from all these diseases and all these. And it's like, no dude, they're just bored. And they saw some shit on Facebook and now they kind of think like that's them, but they don't really know what's going on. Cause they're fucking 10, you know? Interesting. But- yeah, you yeah. I think have, a, like transitioning Terry and things like that. Like all I can think of is like garbage pail names for these people. Right. Yeah. I was thinking like if you do like a Batman and Robin, you do like Groomer Man and Trans Kid or something like that. <laughs> oh, like that'd be a solid, shit. yeah, solid, solid uh, duo right there. Like something mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman, but I don't know what that would be. You know, Wonder mm-hmm. Shim maybe. Something like <laughs> Wonder Person. Wonder Person. Pat Wonder would be another one. Person. Where it's a pat, it can be anything. It depends what it associates with that day. It right. uses pronouns as weapons. Mm, right. Right. The social justice warrior is a dead giveaway. You got to have a social justice warrior that dresses up like a knight. Yep. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. 
I don't know. There's so many. They, I, they, I, this is a good comic book, honestly. Someone's got to start it. We got to talk paranormal American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get Thomas you, on the hook. Did you hear about his new thing? I don't want to say it here, but did you hear about his uh, thing that he wants to do? Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, I don't know if he wants it out there, but it sounds fucking dope. So, oh, I'm, shit. I'm in. well, now I feel left out because I don't well, know what the cool thing is. I can DM you. I just didn't want to give it away. I shouldn't have even brought it up, to be honest. But it's just it sounds like it's not something that you'd be into at all. It's like more of a kind of like a sports oh. kind of nerdy. Oh, you know, nerd boy kind of thing. Nothing yeah, right. Yeah, you nerd boys. Yeah, a couple fucking it's nerds a, here. Yeah, it's a boy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just though, like conspiracy theorists and like how we're always talking about, oh, everyone gets triggered and we're and, and they're always so offended by everything. But you know, we're kind of not weird, but like some of us are kind of like that too. Like, if you don't agree exactly with whatever conspiracy it is oh, that yeah. they're talking, and, and it's like then they're triggered, then they're offended, then it's and it's like you're you're a hypocrite, man, because you talk all day long about how normies are always triggered and normies are always offended but i didn't agree with your conspiracy theory so now you're gonna like leave me a one-star review and tell me what a shithole i am Mm -hmm. and it's like you're just as bad well that's (laughs) why we avoid flat earth here because that's the one that triggers everybody flat earth and the tartards don't talk about it you can't help (laughs) either one of those because they're so set in their ways that it's like you can't even joke around about it if not you're a glober you know like yeah right you don't want to get that tag and it's like guys oh god uh, who cares who cares what we live on for christ's sake it's probably (laughs) not flat or round i've said that many times it's probably a cube or it's like a disc of some kind like some like hedron some weird Mm -hmm. shape that's not flat or round we're never gonna know I've dealt with that a lot and I've also kind of like given it a couple times. Like when some people like the the main thing that I get really mad about is when people attack the the people that charge for content, right? Oh, that, yeah. I'll never yes. let that huh? go. I'll so, never let that go either. Mm-mm. But some no. people might might see that as me being like, oh, like this person doesn't agree with me. So I'm gonna fucking, you know, bash them. I, I just see it as something that's like it's an easy way out for a lot of people that aren't happy with their stuff. And so I'll always go against that. Um, I know you're not talking about that, uh, Julia, but it's just like. But that's a really beautiful point to kind of what I was saying is we do get triggered amongst ourselves over the dumbest shit. That's like, why does it matter to you what I'm doing? It's, it's oh yeah 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 it yeah. goes back to the whole idea that we're if we're all fighting this dark evil why are we fighting each other over stupid meaningless shit like, right that's yeah. the, that's or the like, distraction of it all it's like okay they get us into these camps right like you know there's an old world camp there's a flat earth camp there's a you know lizard people camp a UFO camp and they get you all in these little camps and then they those camps start fighting with each other even though what you're really all fighting against is, you know, the parasites. Dude, and it's like a five-layer burrito. So let's say that all four of us are on, like, for instance, the UFO camp. Which is beans. Yeah, that's the beans. But Matt wants to charge for bonus episodes on his Patreon about the UFO camp, and I don't like that. So now we got a beef, even though we agree on shit. So and, like, and why are you upset? Why are most of those people upset? Because they're not making what that person makes. 
Uh right? They're not uh at the status that that person is. So they have to find a way to lash out at them. And it's like, oh, well, you (laughs) make people pay for your stuff. (laughs) Which is the amount that they're mad over is probably like 400 to Uh, $900, you know, mm -hmm. a month. It's nothing that's going to like, you know, break anybody's bank or anything. So, but you know, I was actually talking to Rosie about this and her and I, um, we share our thoughts, feelings, and opinions about things. And I told her when I started my, uh, on the hotline show, I had someone from our community, no name dropping or anything that I thought was a supportive person, um, come out with this like five paragraph long message to me on Instagram. And they basically were like, you're like a whore of Babylon. I can't believe you would do this and move in this direction. You're going to like burn in hell for blah, blah, blah. And you're this and that. And I told Rosie about it. And I was like, girl, you obviously post. uh, You have many different pages. I I don't even know how you keep up with it all. But how do you deal with haters and like people who just want to like abuse you? And it's just like you can't give a fuck about what they have to say to you because- I bet I can guess who said like, that in three people. I won't do it now. <laughs> I bet. Do it After the show, we're going to play a little game. So I absolutely bet three, I can guess. Three guesses. It's like the, the, um, the guess who or the mystery date game where it's like, does he have brown hair? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you put all the brown hair people. It's called yeah. guess who. That's called guess who, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think oh, haters, yeah, I think haters is a really important thing to talk about. And yeah, I, I, I wanted to get back to you, Julia, and it's been insane. No, yeah, but but um, but we'll catch up after the show for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's so. I I told you, you know, you're gonna it's gonna come out, and they're they're gonna be relentless. And a lot of men really hate on me over weird shit, and I think it's more like a frustration weird thing and they like are like little bitches and I, I can't stand that I can't stand when they have a temper tantrum because I didn't respond to their comment and they go off so it's like they'll say something and then I don't respond right away to my comments sometimes maybe I don't respond at all to certain comments and then it'll be like five minutes later like oh what do you think you're better than me and then I don't respond Girl. again and it's like it just goes on and on and then I'm just like block you know where like before it would bother me a little bit you know like when I was new to this and I'd be like so kind of like offended and like oh my god like so pissed and I'm just like swipe block like not worth my time I don't want any negative energy on any of my shit it's hard to avoid sometimes but no like people will be relentless like I when I first started uh people called me clown brows all the time like they would actually comment on my page clown brows there was wow. like a person that came up with like maybe five different accounts and finally i was just like what the hell is your problem because they, <laughs> like you're, they you're, you're made fun of my eyebrows <laughs> yeah they wish they were you or there's something about you that they can't stand because you're beautiful and you're you're brave to put yourself out there like that and they never would do something like that so they got to try to make you feel like you're scum so they feel better but to be honest with you girl i feel like there's this problem with this victim mentality where it's like oh you think i owe you something yeah you're you're fucking crazy like comment on my shit something if i get back to you 
that's really a fucking rarity because yeah. I have a whole nother life outside of this fucking podcast and this fucking Instagram. Like well, that's I it. love communicating with people when they have something positive to say or something constructive to say, or they want to like, Hey, did you check out this link? It's really cool. It might help you with research or something. I'm like, cool, but don't for a second think that I owe you something when I'm doing all this and putting out a lot of free episodes and stuff just for you to enjoy them. And it's like, you're going to comment some crazy shit like that. Like who the fuck are you? And that's how I feel like, too, like with my photos and stuff, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm putting out all this free content. And obviously, it's all business, you know, to get to, you know, it, it all at the end. But honestly, it's like, I, I'm giving you this, you know, and if I don't yeah. comment, like, I appreciate it for what it is, I might not be able to get to you, you know, I mm-hmm. might, I just might not. And once in a great while, if people are having hissy fits on my page, I'll, I'll literally do something in my story and say, I literally get like 2000 DMs a day on this page. I can't get to all of you, but you know, thank you so much for your comments and your DMs. I pre, I, you know, I, I always say I appreciate you and everything like that because mm-hmm. I do appreciate it, but don't have a hissy fit like under my picture, you know? I don't- yeah, because it's like, wah, look at right. me, notice me. And it's like, you don't get far in life, do you? Like, this is your one thing you get to do today is, like, bitch at me on Instagram. Yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> like that's, right. your, that's your fun thing you got to do today. <laughs> right. That was the thing. I remember one time I used a <laughs> – Nico and I still laugh about it. I used a bookworm hashtag because I am I really do love to read. And um, in the beginning, I was, like – I posed with like some kind of book or whatever and I put bookworm and I think about 12 different women like messaged and commented like I we don't want this on our hashtag like look at her blah blah this is not about the book this is clearly about something else I mean it just went on and on and wow. on right? and I was like, who gives a fuck they don't own that hashtag yeah, territorial <laughs> huh I was triggered like, they're wow. triggered. So They're then triggered. I kept, do- so I kept doing it. <laughs> yeah, you, you should have had Nico do the same thing, but it was right. Nico doing it, right? Like he's like yeah. kind of scantily clad. Well, sunny yeah. Next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I feel you. I just want to let you know, um, for all the listeners with both of us on at the same time, that I have nothing but love and support for you. And um, if you ever needed anything from me. I'm happy to help you and I hope it's vice versa because I feel like there's no reason for us to bicker amongst ourselves because we're all just doing this to have fun, to get some type of information to people. And um, that's that's really all it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, this is what, what it's about. I mean, if you can have fun make money and have fun. I'm sorry. I'm for that. I, you know, yeah, this is, yeah. this is, I'm also business minded. Like I'm not doing this for like, personally, I'm not just doing this, like, cause I get off on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because, you know, I, I want a certain life for my family. I want to, you know, create, this is my business. So it means something to me. I'm passionate about it, mm-hmm. you know, and I just so happened to, it was so great. I mean, I went to school for art and photography, you know, I, I minored in art history. I have a love of art and it, yeah. Did it transfer into like a modeling thing? Sure. And then it transferred into something else, uh, but you know, it is what it is. And I feel really 
lucky how it all worked out for me. I never expected 2020 to turn out that way. And it was uh, like a transformational shift for everyone. Not yeah. sink or swim like, year. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, it's it like, really if you was. can handle this, then you can. And if you can't, then you, then you can't. Now, right. Rosie, do, does Nico take your pictures or do you take them yourself? Or I, I take them myself. Okay. I take them myself. Yep. Yeah. Oh, really? So like you set up like a, a, a picture I'm saying for like your, your premium stuff. Oh, I do everything myself. Really? Everything. Yeah. That's yeah. My own photographer. Yeah. Have you no, seen Nico with a camera? Um, He's terrible. Thing. Is a he bad? Is Nico light? bad no, at I'm pictures? Just, I'm just joking. Oh, uh, but yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. No, no, but that's my that's my thing. Like I couldn't imagine having anyone else do it. Like the part that's that's my love is taking pictures, you know, right. and photography. So yeah, no, I, I mean my shit's gotta be like I have to have the right like sunlight coming in and the right angles and like sure. the composition yeah, of the picture has to be great, you know. Like it's really an art form. It yeah. really is, and they look beautiful. I Thank mean, you. I'm like one of those people where I'll be total. I'll look totally normal. I'll just be standing, laughing, ha ha, joking. Somebody pulls out a camera, and I'm like, I don't know <laughs> why. But that's, that's just what happens. It's like I'm totally yeah. normal until somebody pulls the phone out, and they're like, "Hey, everybody, get together. We're gonna take a picture." And I'm like, yeah. I don't know yeah. why, but that just happens. So my yeah. husband like takes all the best pictures of me. And I'll be like, am I smiling good? And he's like, yeah. no. He's like, relax your face. So, yeah. You, know, you, yeah. You, got, you definitely got a talent for it, for sure. Thank you. Thank Hell you. Yeah, I appreciate that's it. That's dope. Yeah. Well, I used so, to love taking pictures. I loved, I had a DS70, I think it was, Nikon DS70. And that was my, like, I got in a couple motocross magazines taking pictures. Hey. But it was... uh it was like a fun little hobby. I thought I was going to be a photographer when I grew up. And then I used to get made fun of like all the time by my friends, like taking pictures and like they a group of my friends would be walking up and they'd all pose and I didn't have a fucking camera on me. So I'd just be like, yeah, okay, cool. Good joke, guys. And, you know, so it's just, it, it, it is funny. Like I like, I like when people are passionate about that kind of, yeah, you know, photography and those kind of arts that are not really seen as art for some reason by a lot of people like it's like when you think of art a lot of people think of like painting mm -hmm. and shit like that you know maybe sometimes music which music i don't even think people consider an art anymore either but photography is absolutely an art oh absolutely sure. yeah you have and to have an eye for it you know i mean there's color composition there's everything and then you know i mean so much goes into it I think. mess with aperture and yeah shading, oh. all that stuff yeah oh it's, it's fun yeah what were you gonna say man <laughs> I oh no! Was I was gonna. Oh. I was saying there. My son had this. They had a photographer come for his baseball team this summer, and it was really cool because some of the like little special effects she put in there and made it. I mean, she made this the Bad News Bears look like kind of little badasses. It was it yeah. was kind of cool. That's but so on the cool. other end, you look at it and you're like, damn, they can do that with pictures. Think about how many, you know fake people you see out there that none of their pictures are real and you don't know who they really are that's so funny you instantly go dark with it yeah <laughs> i can't like everything is everything is like the opposite too i look at both ends of it like man if they can do this with with this little kid what are they doing with the most famous of people that are making billions of dollars off this stuff you know yeah that's and what i always show. talk about like the the child pageants oh and that that's like gross. that's a whole nother Monday night master debaters topic is like these child pageants and these pageant moms and shit. It's it's kind of no, it is sick. 
It's a disease. <clears throat> it is. But how do people yeah. get started in that? Like what I makes... was in a couple. I was too. But we not like too. small scale. <laughs> not like, okay, so it wasn't like you see like now, right? Because I mean, mine were in the 80s, right? <laughs> but like, So it wasn't like we didn't get like the makeup on or anything. But um, it was weird. I still remember it being weird. And I can remember being like four years old and like a little white dress. Like we all had to wear white dresses, like little brides. Wow. And I thought that like, was kind really of like ritualistic up. in nature. Yeah. Yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. Oh, so creepy. There's nothing natural about it, you know, from yeah. putting makeup on young children to having some of the dresses and then they do a bathing suit contest. Like yeah, for babies. Like, yeah, it's just so the pageantry of it all. I don't understand either. I just don't get it. Whatever happened to spelling bees? You know, just let's stick with dominate. We can't. The white people lost, so it lost interest. You know. Yeah. That's how I would argue. Actually, that the the child pageantry—it's almost exclusively white people that do that. Yes. So you know, Texas Southern moms that are fat, and they're like, "I want my baby to be hot." You know. It's yeah. gross. Little Miss yeah. Sunshine 2.0. Or Honey Boo Boo, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. They live vicariously through their kids. I think that's mm-hmm. awful. Yes. I think that's and, a terrible mentality. I mean, know? dude, I covered this whole thing in like a two-hour episode on John Benet Ramsey and like the child pageants and the mm-hmm. sick shit that was going on with her even. So it's just really ritualistic. And I feel like if you are wealthy enough to be in the big pageants, there's probably um, a price that you pay for having all this like, oh, John Bonet with like 30 trophies and she wins every year and all this and that. It's like, yeah, I'm sure for a reason. Was she real? So I'm in the belief, and if you listen to my episode, I feel like I did a pretty thorough job proving it, that she was real. I just feel like there is a lot of, um, as we were talking about earlier, allusion to some of the photos and some of the videos around her. I think there's a lot of allusion with that, but I think the little girl actually existed. Because her father had some weird job, right, that had to Mm -hmm. do with, uh, what was it? It was like some kind of uh, he was this the CEO of like a technology company. Yeah, um, that would and they they use that to say he could have um, manipulated the photos and videos himself because he had access to do so for the company that he worked for. Um, but I actually think that a lot of the the photos and videos were um, taken at other people's homes and stuff. I think that they were like. Um, like like kitty porn kind of stuff that they were trying to do it where they were dressing these girls up because it's just so happened that like all the little girls she was competing against were her wealthy parents friends kids so they weren't even strangers to each other they all were in the same friend group they all knew each other and so it's just it's weird I'm trying to look up the dad. Didn't I? I haven't found it yet. But didn't he work for Getty? If I'm remembering correctly, the no, it wasn't. It wasn't Getty. Um, it was John John Ramsey, um, and businessman who was president of Access of Access Graphics. Access yes, Graphics. That's, that's it. it. Mm-hmm. And Lockheed Martin. It was a subsidiary of Lockheed Martin. Come on. Yeah. See. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked if she was real because I've heard people say that she wasn't. She was like kind of the first digital 
digitally created character for so, the Mm. Yeah. And I actually think that was compelling. And at one time I found myself kind of falling more into believing that could be true. But I found this um, coroner who talked about what he found during the autopsy that was never released to the public. And it was so gruesome and so detailed. It's like, why would you ever make something like that up about like her vaginal canal and stuff. And it's just like, why, why would you want to even make something like that up? And he believes that she was um, sexually molested most of her life. There are photos of her where there's like weird stun gun marks all over her legs and her neck and arms. And that's part of SRA to stun gun someone over and over again until they pass out. Um, it's all part of the torture and then release, torture and then release to control and program a small child's mind. But um, like I said, if if people want more info on that, they can check out my episode on John Benet Ramsey. Whether you believe she was real or fake, at least we can both agree that there's some fuckery afoot with that kid. Well, and any of those news stories, right? Anywhere where you remember it, there's some sort of energy <laughs> transfer that's taking place. Yeah, so for you sure. get the OJ trial, you know, all these big news items, Rodney King, you know, goes back, you can go back through the 80s. And it's one of these things that it's, you know, one day it's going to be, you know, George Floyd was one of them. It's this energy harvest and this transfer and every gets everybody's attention and everybody has a feeling on it or an opinion on it whether they've, you know, just heard the name in passing or they've done deep research like you, you know? Yeah. And what's crazy about it is like the dad, the CEO of Access Graphics, like after the John Bonet's mom died, after Patsy died, um, he went on to get in a serious long-term relationship with the mother of the missing college student, Natalie Holloway, that they said got sold into sex trafficking. The one he that they blamed on that, what was he, the Dutch kid? Yeah, but it wasn't the Dutch kid. Like, let's be real. Like, the, yeah. she probably sold into, like, some kind of, like, sex trafficking ring. Although he um, did end up killing a girl not a couple years later. Well, he was bonkers. They always use someone who's kind of already, like, psychologically yep. fucked up to, like, And his dad was on. a judge. His yeah. Dad, like some he, rich, uh, what, what are they called, uh. Like an expat, he was working in in the Netherlands. He was like a representative, right? Yes. A but diplomat? think about that. Yeah, couple, diplomat. Though. Like John Benet Ramsey's dad and Natalie Holloway's mom, how they don't live in the same state. Like, how do you even get to know each other? And then somehow they start a relationship, <laughs> and it's it was the murdered oh, daughters dating. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're I was gonna say it's like Tinder yeah. for fucking parents that lost oh. kids, man. With, what with an awful shady idea. circumstances uh, surrounding both of them, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's, that's my that's my side tirade for the night. <laughs> hey, I wanted to see what you guys think about this because this one has has kind of it. It's just one of those fun uh what ifs or makes you think about it real quick and it's about dreams so here let's listen to this little dude hey mom yeah what if sleep is our original state but we only wake up to collect data for our dreams what? 
So what if sleep is our normal state and we only wake up to collect data for our dreams? Hmm. It's very interesting because my little guy says it a lot. Not data, but he says, mom, are we alive? Well, he always asks me if we're alive. And I said, yes, we're alive. (laughs) It's freaky. And then he always says, how do you know that like when we're dreaming, that's not our real life. And now we're dreaming. Is this a dream? So he's constantly questioning like this life, you know, it's Mm -hmm. so I I see how like little kids are very more. They're closer to that, you know, that veil than we are. Yeah, it's an interesting interesting, though. I think that's a slippery slope when you start questioning it too much. Right. Like, I think that a lot of people can go crazy. Not saying that your kid will do this, Rosie. I'm just saying like people that that constantly are questioning, like what made us? Why are we here? If you get obsessed with that you go fucking crazy. Like there's no answer and no one's going to give you a solid answer. I think it's kind of one of those things that's it's cool. It's it's healthy to wonder about. It's natural. Right. But if you continue and you dwell on that, that's how people go crazy. And that's how people become like staunch atheists and shit. And they have no hope like for after, you know, they die and shit. You know, it's a weird thing. I had a paranormal experience the other day, too, and I can talk about that, you know, in a second after we, you know, talk more about this kid. But like that stuff is it, it's it's scary to think about too much. You know what it I mean? It is. But but at the same time, he really loves God like he really believes in God and he's always talking about angels. And so it's not I don't I'm not really worried about that. But it is concerning, of course, when he says to me, are we alive? Yeah, in the middle <laughs> like, of the night, just taps right. you on the shoulder. Yeah. We're sleeping, mom. Are we alive? Yeah, are we alive? Sixth sense. you know, yeah. but it's it's also interesting. Um, but I, I do think he has some interesting gifts i'm not gonna lie matt we've sort of talked about this with him before but you know he's an interesting kid and of course i'm concerned <laughs> right and it's not you know because you want you don't want your kid you want your kid to be a kid you know and you want him just to be like like ignorance is bliss eating you know? mud and whatnot yeah yeah he's, he's, I mean, he's still, he does that <laughs> but like oh, okay, you okay. know he still does that but you know he questions reality Right. And, yeah. And I, I hope that it didn't seem like at all that I was saying, like, oh, you you better worry about him because I'm not saying that at all. I just yeah. think like it, you know, as an adult, I yeah. think it's something that is scary. If that's something that sticks with you and you're constantly every day yeah. thinking about because like I, I think that's something that that troubled, um, you know, my cousin, my my co-host, old co-host of the show was he was, you know, kind of force fed this Christian belief system to the point where it turned him off of it. He saw some bad things happen to some people that he was close to because of Christianity. And he was focused so much on, you know, why are we here? What's the point? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I I think being atheist, I I think it's sad. Like, I think, it, it, you know, it's not the worst thing that someone can be, obviously. But I think it's it's kind of a sad, you know, look at life. Yeah, when you get to that nihilist point. Yeah, that's never good. And it's like I like you were saying, right? It's almost like the Russian doll thing, right? You keep looking and then you you think you have something you open up. There's more. And then you look it up. uh, uh, There's more. And you can just keep searching and you're you're in this loop where you're never going to get out of it. And it gets scary, man. It gets to the point where it's like, what's the point of even being alive? Let me just end it. You know, like that's like the ultimate end to that cycle. And obviously, again, I'm not saying that anyone's gonna do that just because they're questioning things everyone questioned things it's healthy but it's always like you know you gotta find a healthy balance and yeah i I feel you on that though because there's like hospitals somewhere in the middle east that are um 
like uh, mental facilities and they're dedicated solely to people who went crazy studying Kabbalah and just lost their fucking minds trying to figure out Kabbalah. And so I, I understand exactly what you're saying, Ryan. It's, it's not for the faint hearted. Um, You know, if you feel like you're getting too far down the rabbit hole, it's never, never a bad idea to just back out a little bit and be like, ah, maybe we don't fucking know. And, you know, well, dude, when I was freaking studying Saturnalia and Saturn worship, I, for the first time, it was one of the earlier episodes in the show. I had like disgusting nightmares, like nightmares of me, like murdering kids in like brutal fashion. It was terrifying to have like those kinds of nightmares like that. So, Hmm. You so know, is that it, is that kind of like your paranormal experience what you were talking about those dreams or no no so what happened was um just it, this was like last week um actually maybe earlier this week what are we at monday right monday, monday night master debaters mm-hmm. uh so yeah it was last week middle of the week um i never have really had many like paranormal type things when i was little one time i saw a shadow and it was super weird because it was in my house i was the only one there it freaked me the fuck out called my mom crying and that was that you know that was really the only thing another thing that happened was super small too nothing kind of concrete and i don't know if this is concrete either but i had a dog pass away a while back uh his name was z um my first dog that i ever owned myself like this was my first dog as you know a, a young man or whatever and I love this thing. Like he was my son. You know what I mean? Like, you know how it is with a dog when you love, love mm-hmm. a dog. I, I like most dogs more than people. And his ashes are on my bookcase in my living room. He's got a whole like little shrine, his dog bowl, his collar, all his, you know, his toys and all this stuff. It makes me sad thinking about it, but um, it was weird. This, you know, morning I was sitting up. I, was, I made myself like a quick sandwich just in the uh, kitchen Kim was in the living room and the kitchen and the living room shares a space. It's like a small kind of area right there. And I'm eating my sandwich. All the dogs are asleep. And I heard this echoey bark. It was the weirdest bark. I hear barks all the time in the neighborhood and stuff. Um, Super echoey, airy bark. And it sounded exactly like Z. And Kim was actually the one that said it because when, when the dogs would play all crazy, he was kind of like the old man, like the cop, you know, like he's like, stop when he went like he would just bark one time, just stop. And they would stop. So he was a big, you know, 90 pound pit bull. And mm-hmm. so when he'd bark one time, they'd all stop. And it just sounded exactly like that. And it literally echoed through the entire house, started on one side of the house and echoed to the other side. And it was just one bark it sounded far away, but close at the same time. The dogs were all freaked out for like a good 30 minutes after that. And I went outside. I looked around. I was like, is there a dog under the house somehow? Like, what's going on? And I I, I still can't explain it again. Not solid, but it was fucking weird. Like it, it gave us all like both of us goosebumps. Like I said, the dogs were freaked out for a while. It yeah, was strange. You know, Ryan, those goosebumps they uh they're pretty telling most of the time mm-hmm. that that was something more than just your imagination that maybe z was coming to visit you and giving yeah, you I a hope so. sparky yeah. yeah or like that idea mm-hmm. that like sometimes time kind of like ripples and like you hear like something old that happened like and, and that's like more more evidence that maybe we are in some kind of simulation like there was some kind of glitch and i heard like a bark that happened you know two years ago or something 
and it just is kind of coming back around for whatever reason but it was fucking weird man like it it tripped me out and it wasn't scary like when i say goosebumps it wasn't like scary it was freaky it was like i know what was that i know exactly the sensation you're describing it's not like scary but you're like ooh, like was that real like yeah that's exactly what i did i wiggled like that (laughs) but no it was it was wild it was a really weird thing and and kim's actually the one that brought up it sounded like z i was kind of thinking it but i didn't want to be like that was z you know some fucking crazy you know guy saying that but strange (laughs) you know and that that helps me you know kind of believe that like hopefully you know dogs go to heaven which i do believe i think so too yes of course Mm -hmm. i think that that was a gift i you know i would i I would just say you know like wow that was uh, he came to visit you know and that's it like i wouldn't look i know what you mean though i got goosebumps when you were telling this story yeah (laughs) i think i I really think that 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 was just like a real gift you know i would just look at it that way as a positive thing but coming to say hello and that's you know uh dogs are they're almost pure love Oh, yeah. yeah, especially, you know, when you look into the eyes of your dog and you're petting them and it's it's like that agape love that people talk about. They don't care what you look like. They don't care if you have a good job. They don't care about any of that. They just love you and they just want to be around you. And that's that love that everybody's looking for unconditional love and animals just embody that so much so i think that z was probably just like he missed you and he wanted to come say hi what's up and keep the other dogs in check yeah Yeah, i hope so because i i feel like i was like i was a more irresponsible dog owner when i had him you know i'd leave him leave him alone when i was at work for 10 hours a day now i'm thankful that i have this job where i can work at home and like I'm able to, you know, take the dogs out and do everything. But he was such a good dog. And it's just like, it's crazy to think about that. Like, maybe mm-hmm. he was just coming and like, let me know, like, hey, dude, like you're doing what you could do. And yeah, like to that point, too, where dogs just care about you. I saw this meme. And again, like these freaking dog things make me almost cry more than anything I see about people yes, ever. Me, me you know too. what I mean? Yeah. And 100%. I saw this thing where this there's this beautiful sunset on this lake. And this dude's looking out there filming it. And he goes down and scrolls down to his dog and his dog's just staring right at him. He's not giving a fuck about the sunset, not caring about anything else going on. The dog's just looking right at him while he's yeah. looking out there. It's like mm-hmm. fucking dogs oh. are awesome, man. Like, yeah. They're just the best thing. I'm they really I got three of them and I love them. They all have their very own personalities and I don't give a fuck what people say. Oh, it's a dog. No, they're, they have their own personalities. Oh, they're yeah, they very do. acutely aware of what's going on. And yes. I love them like kids. You know, you want to fucking see some tears. Turn on that fucking Sarah McLaughlin commercial. Oh, no. Every oh, no. time. No. 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 Fucking in the arms. Of no, I can't. I can't even hear that song anymore. No. <laughs> and if you really want to uh, kill uh, Ron from New England, I cannot even look at his stories anymore. He kills me because every goddamn story is about a pit bull that needs a home. Or no, no. Yeah. and then last night he posted something. I was crying in bed. It was a black German Shepherd, which we have, and a regular color like Rocco. And they've been lost for ninety three days. Like this oh, family, they they yeah. just they just were lost, and it was like a family like showing the children, and a, and it's like we miss you so. And I'm like just sobbing in bed. I'm like fuck you, Ron. it is it's sad man like i yeah i i can't ever post or talk about any of that kind of shit i can't imagine losing a dog 
right? Oh, dude. It's like it's having worst. it run away and not knowing what happened to I it. I know. What's going on? It's almost on. better to know that they died, right, man? Yes. Like it's almost yeah. better. I, yeah, or that somebody found them in their, you know, in a good home of course, and that yeah. they didn't end up with some scumbag that took them to a fighting ring, you know? Like Oh god. That all that weird so shit sick. that the, the possibilities are endless and that's, you know, your mind kind of plays tricks on you at that point and it takes you to some dark places and mm-hmm. You it's know like, what nah, started me not. for life, man? I watched that movie, My Dog Skip, when I was like 10 years old. And I mm. fucking, like, that was it for me. And then you start realizing <laughs> that your dog's going to die one day. And you're like, no. Yeah. Oh like my Marley God. and me? Yeah, I can't even watch it. Any, any of those movies that I know there's a dog that's going to die, I can't watch it. Can't watch it. Can't oh, do even it. Even things like Homeward Bound, where it's just like a wholesome oh. story. It's a good story, but it's like, dude, I can't see the little pit bull struggling like how he did. Doesn't he get hit in the face with a porcupine? Yeah. It's yeah, like, I just yeah. want to light that porcupine Don't on fire for doing that. The, you know what I mean? The golden retriever at the end, because he was the old man and he couldn't get out of the mud. Oh. Yeah. And he was like, go on without me, guys. And yeah, it's so sad. Horrible. No. Fuck Meanwhile, that shit. if that's a person, I'm like, you fucking idiot. Get yourself out of here. How'd you get in there, dipshit? Yeah. Same way. Same way. Yeah, uh, the, losing a dog is the worst. I mean, really, like, I, I lost both of my dogs in in a row. Like, it was like two years in a row. And, man, it just broke my heart you know like you never think they're actually gonna leave you you know and when it happens it it happened like overnight for both of them and man like but I think about them both every day I'm sure you do too Ryan it's like you think about them every day Mm -hmm. and like I I do sense them too around me not not so much like a figure or whatever but I just feel I like still feel them and I know that they're like still with me because no one's loved me more so how could they not you know what I mean like and I I loved them more than anything so um but yeah it's it's the toughest shit you'll ever go through ever yeah I always think of it like they're little guardian angels yeah Uh, it's funny you it's funny you say that Julia because my my son, when he was born, we had an English bulldog at the time, and he knew that my ex was pregnant before we did, oh, and because she would come on the couch and put her head on my on my ex's stomach, and we're like, "That's weird." Like normally, she would cuddle next to you, never put her head on you or anything, but for like a month straight, she would do that. Found out uh, my ex was pregnant, had my son, like brought him home from the hospital. We laid him right on the bulldog, and the bulldog didn't move for like an hour. And oh, we called yeah. her, you know, his, his second mom and she'd take care of him. Well, she passed in 2018 and then we got um, our current shepherd in 2019. And a couple weeks after we got her, he goes, dad, he goes, is it possible for Abby's soul to be inside of Chloe? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, dude, but that's a deep, deep thought. He goes, because there's a lot of things that remind me of Abby in her. And I'm like, I, you're, hey, you would know better than me. You're closer to that realm than I yeah. am. Yeah. But I was know, like, holy I... shit, for a little kid to think that way. I was like, and I never thought about that, that, you know, maybe it is. Maybe you do get to see him again in, in a different form and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, you're destined to have the dog that you end up with, too, because every single time I've went to get a dog, it's I I never go home with the dog that I would showed up to get. You know, if they send you pictures and you're like, oh, I like the little brown one with the dots on its head. And then you yeah. get there and you're like, oh, man, this one is just really vibing with me. 
and you end up going home with another dog and that happened all three times with these guys and they're such a part of the family and they're they're just like so chill and i'm like dang i'm so lucky that i i got you because the other dog was hyperactive as fuck but he happened to be the cute one or whatever but i'm like dude no i was definitely meant to get kai or loki or whoever like there's loki what's the third dog's name chowder chowder loki and kai interesting chowder that's so cute and it's funny you say that julia because we went when we went to pick up my shepherd he wanted a male and we got there and there was three puppies a male and two females and the male was an alpha you know, he was humping everything, peeing on everything at this little park that we were at. And the, the female that we have would go play with the other two, but then she'd come sit next to my son and then go oh. play a little bit. Or if the other dogs got too rough around him, she'd kind of fight with him to get him away. And then at the end, you know, my ex and I are like, so buddy, you want to get Max? You know, is that the one you want? He goes, no, dad. He goes, I want this one. She picked me. And I was like, oh. oh, I'm like, this is some next level shit. Like, yeah. like those two are attached at the hip. And like you said, Julia, I think they were meant to be together, those two, mm-hmm. because he wanted that male. He was gung ho on it until we got there. And then the vibe just sucked him right in. Yep. And that's why when people say it was, it's just a dog, I'm like, no, there's so much more. To I wish I ju- I wish I had just a dog. I've never had actually <laughs> I know. I've had one that was just a dog where it was like, you know what? She's mine. She's my asshole. But if something happens to her, I'm not going to. And when she passed, we didn't even really cry. She was just that much of an asshole. <laughs> All my other dogs were like my kids, you know, like they had personalities. They, there was something about them that they weren't just my dog. You know, I did extraordinary mm-hmm. things for them and went to great lengths to try and keep them alive to a point where it was stupid. But I was like, man, I can't go without this dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so protective of my dogs. I just got a new puppy and I was like, I don't even want to post a picture of him on Instagram. Cause I'm like, some pedophile is going to try and yeah. you know. some dog rapist is going to be jerking off. Well, to my I, puppy just, I don't want people to like send weird, bad vibes towards him or anything. It's like, when do you post a picture of a new baby? I don't Dude, know. If anyone sends bad vibes to just, a puppy, fuck them. Right. I got a new puppy too, Julia. He's just a, take a he's picture a of him corgi. taking a shit and put it out there. And that'll, that'll serve him well. Comment you, on this. You let me know, Julia. I'll, I'll put a spell on them. For you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, yeah, that's the worst <laughs> if someone is, is talking shit about a puppy. But, I know. Oh, that's like a, the asshole that commented on one of my son's Little League photos about how baseball oh. is Freemasonry and how how are you contributing to this if you're supposed to be in the know and you're part of the problem. I'm like, because my kid plays Little League. I get it. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yep. Right. You're not allowed to be an individual anymore. No. I, no, I, I don't know those... if you knew that, but... <laughs> That's one of those people, Matt, that like their dad never said like, hey, I'm proud of you, son, or like, yes. I love you. <laughs> yeah. or anything. That's one of those people. What is but, it? Wedding like, crashers where he's like, I hate my father. Oh, yeah. When yeah. he's screaming out at the, at yeah. the water. And he's like, you tell that ocean. And he's like, fuck you, dad. And he just turns around. <laughs> but uh, no, it, you know, it, the the one thing I wanted to say, too, when you were talking about like your your dog knowing that your wife was pregnant or, you know, the, your your like just knowing that early right away. Like they have these wild senses, dude. Like these dogs know that this new puppy is deaf and they constantly are smelling his ears, like all the time smelling Mm. at his ears and stuff. 
and it's it's weird like i they knew that that he was deaf kind of before we did you know well, it's probably yeah. like in you know you think about it it's like a vibe right that you put out and and they they're on a next level like you said their their senses are so heightened compared to right. ours but when you you when you say things like that it's funny because one of our our dogs had bad eyes and they that's what they would always they would always go check his eye like lick his lick her face like do all these weird things to her when you know you wouldn't know it just by looking at her that there was a deficient but every dog picked up on it yeah mm-hmm. it's weird for for this little guy too he uh one of his ears is down one's up you know what i mean like Aww, the Baphomet thing he's it. doing that thing. But <laughs> he's just he's strange man he's a he's a really good dog but like i ended up testing it when he was sleeping and i was just screaming at the top of my lungs in his face while he was sleeping just to test it and he's just and then you just snap your fingers and the vibration wakes him up yeah if you uh like we have a little metal cage for him for him to sleep in because he's a puppy still and so like if you just run your fingers across the top of the cage he pops right up but you can sit there and scream in his face and he's just sleeping oh my gosh it's wild I know I do too he's got I can bring him in here he's got bright blue eyes I'll bring him him in let's see him it's so amazing. So senses are energy, right? Yes. So having that, like that, these dogs can recognize he doesn't have um, hearing. If it's because there's, it's like muted, like the, his energy there is muted, you know. So they're probably almost trying to heal it, almost like you're saying, Matt, when they were licking his eyes, yeah. or yeah, you know, it's like a, a healing thing. They're so they are so healing. They, you know, in, in so many ways. You know, well, and that's dogs. how they identify the weak ones, right? It's right. not it's not always necessary. They see it and it's the one with the gimp. They can just sense yeah. the energy as we oh look at Oh, him. I love him already. Oh, oh look at those oh my eyes. god. He's so cute. <laughs> look at his what ears. What's his name? Cash. <laughs> Cash. Cash money. Yeah, he's good. Oh, look oh. at him. Oh my that gosh, he awesome. totally looks like a cash too. I think you're gonna say he totally looks like you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I want to go to sleep, Daddy. But oh. you know, dogs will stare up at the ceiling at shit, and oh, yeah, like nothing really in the corner, but they're just staring in the corner. And um, oh, look at him. He's so cutie. Yeah, he smiles a lot too, like how Corgi's do. <laughs> <He looks> like <laughs> Does he have the little wiggle butt? Yeah, anytime like you play kind of rough with him, he wiggles his entire butt, and then his <laughs> his his like hair on his thighs are super thick, so it looks like he's got a fat ass. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, my up? little baby uh, puppy is a Sharpay, but I will um I'll post it that I made a video for him and everything, and then I never posted it because I was like, what if somebody sends like bad juju to my baby puppy? <laughs> oh, yeah, no one but- should do that. No. I'm, I'll post it so you guys can see him, though. I'm just, like, full mom mode over here. Three dogs. There's nothing no. better, though. No. Honestly, there's no what, better. Companion. Once you have one, then you get two, then yeah. you have yeah. three. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, they need <laughs> friends. Yeah. You know, they all need to have friends, so. Exactly. It's good. He fits right in, too. He used to get snapped at a little bit by the older dog now, but now they all get along, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. He's got to earn his keep, that's all. Yep. That's just yep. a little bullying. Yeah. That's normal. Crazy. My husband it did happens. that, too. You know, he's stronger for it. 
And, you know, Huskies, they talk all the time. So when we brought Chowder home, he would be doing something and Kai would just be like, and that's his way of being like, shut up, stop (laughs) what you're doing. Like, it's just an initiation of the of the pack. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, this has been awesome. We're going on two hours here. I think we should crush this right now. Let's go around, tell everybody where they can find you. So, Julia, we'll start with you. You're first on my screen, sweetheart. Thank you so much again. It's always great talking with you. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, It was a blast. I think we should do this more often. Let's start our own spinoff show, just the four of us. But no, thanks so much, Matt. Um, I am Julia. I host the Cosmic Peach podcast. I have a little spinoff going right now called On the Hotline. Um, it's just more lighthearted stuff for the heavy hitting conspiracies. You can check out the Cosmic Peach. Um, and I'm on Instagram and all that shit. What's up, Rosie? <laughs> all that shit. <laughs> um, I am Rosie, aka Pepper Rose, and you can find me on Instagram. I have a new podcast that just came out called kinky peach podcast and also i am a co-host of upstate unconventional you can find us there we do more paranormal stuff and unconventional things um and yeah that's about it that's about it guys Ryan? nice and ryan <laughs> good stuff good stuff yeah um matt if you wanted to start a spinoff i think that you named your show earlier when you said deception of the lens that would be what it was called when you're talking about the lighting and all these things if you want to do a nice little you know kind of like it type show uh talk about some of your weird experiences i think a lot of people like to hear that but uh yeah man just doing the same same old stuff here just did a tiktok episode that i think everybody should listen to um just like who owns tiktok it's not china i'll tell you that right now it's, you know, the same old people, same old global investors and all that stuff. So check that out if you're interested in that. I'm um, going to get back more into the deep dives and all that stuff. I've been kind of fucking off a little bit with the new job and everything. But um, yeah, man, just uh, another fun night. This was a, a very different episode, but this was great. You know, talking about just fun stuff, you know, fun. See, that's fun. the joy of master debaters, right? You never know what you're going to get every week. Exactly. Exactly. And dude, next time we we do a show, I got to talk about these new alien cards that I got. I got some of the Mars attacks cards from the sixties. All right. Some of the nice band cards. Save them for Monday. We will definitely, you can do a little unveiling. I'm going to, I'm going to order some more of these fucking things because they're incredible. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to get a few more of them, but yeah, everyone just needs to have something fun that they do. Um, maybe, you know, this entire episode wasn't for everybody, but I think it should be because it's just all about just having fun, enjoying, you know, something other than, you know, government pedophiles. We gave them health (laughs) advice. All you got to do is sun your crotch. I mean, come on. (laughs) There's something for everybody and stuff like this. That's what I'm saying. We talked about dogs. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there, there's all kinds of stuff and, and things like this. So yeah, no, this was a great, great episode. I thought it was fun to do and, uh, just, you know, excited to, to be on another nice Monday night show. But what about you do? What are you up to? Dude, I, well, I broke my streak last night and I actually recorded an episode with my good friend, Matthew Smith. We, uh, we were running through some Chicago, uh, world fair photos and some of the fuckery and, uh, 
some of the we dove into that pretty hard. So that'll be coming out later this week. But uh, I've been I was talking with Julia before. Like, I just don't have the creative juices right now. Like, I've been researching human zoos now for probably about three weeks, and I can't put together an episode. It's like I, I research for a couple hours, and I'm like, ah, oh, I lose all interest. And then it mm -hmm. takes like a day to get back into it, get back into it for a little bit. And it's like, I don't know how I was cranking out the stuff I was before, because I just don't have it in me right now. It's uh, I believe in you, Matt. Oh, I'll yeah. do it eventually. It's it just together. I could I could do this in a, you know it, the research takes a while, but putting I have no I, I'm like so far away from putting it into episode format, and I just don't have the drive to do it right now. It's so weird. I we'll get a few episodes together, uh, you know, like when you lose interest in a topic, go to another topic, and like before you know it, you'll have like five half episodes. Yeah, that's what I used to do. And then you just kind of, you know, throw something together and those end up being really good ones, too. If you kind of combine two topics or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's always fun. And this one, this one's wild. This human zoo one. When it, um, and that's why it's kind of a big one. That's why I started with something small. I was just going to do the World Fairs. And then I realized it. It's crazy. It goes on forever. And it's some sick ass shit. So stay tuned. Eventually, I'll get around to it. But Oh, yeah. yeah, it's something with this. And we were talking about last week, there was a full moon on Monday night. And it just feels like that, whatever that was, sucked the life out of me. Because the last week, I've just been dragging. You know, I was getting over getting sick. And my throat's been fine for over a week. But my body is just like, ugh. Like, yeah. everything's in effort right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Here right now, dude. It's hard. everything's freaking expensive. It's yep. it's hard right now. Like yeah. Like, just like trying to stay happy and stay motivated is tough dude your check is gone at the end of the week or the month or the two weeks or whatever like it's very very difficult to stay happy and, and like content but mm -hmm. that's why you gotta have these side things well that's why i love this because this is my sanity check every monday night it's like okay this is what i look forward to this is when i enjoy it i just get to talk to cool people we have fun conversations because i went home for the weekend and uh, it was it turns out it was my brother-in-law's birthday and uh, his 40th birthday, too. And so they were doing a big party for him and, and things like that. And just being home, like I can kind of talk to him and my sister about a little bit of this stuff, like real surface level. But like when you get with my other family, I can't say anything like I wore I wore the uh, uh, the broke women's records T-shirts. And my sister-in-law looks at me like cross eyed. And then she's like. I think your shirt's funny. I'm like, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to go social justice warrior on me. Oh, and, dang. Uh, but they get a kick out of this stuff, but they think I'm crazy, you know, at the same time. They're like, he he just went off the deep end. So they laugh. And and that's why I love these, because I can actually talk about this stuff and not have people think that I'm totally insane and lost my mind. Because all my old man wants to talk about is sports and fantasy sports. And I'm like, dude, I don't even pay attention to any of that shit anymore. Mm -mm. No. All right, guys. Well, thank you all. Another wonderful Monday night. My favorite peaches. Everyone stay strong and question <laughs> everything. There's people walking around out here that are soulless avatars simply operating on matrix programming. They're living, but they're not alive. And they're all around us. They're all over the place. People that have never woken up to who they truly actually are. They're simply operating on the code that they've been programmed and given since they were born, since they were even in the womb and in gestation. The same code, just running on programming, 
never exceeding the programming, never reprogramming the programming, never editing it, never hacking themselves, just running on the pure code and living a complete lie, believing that they're alive, but they're not. Too many times we get the information, like the information I'm giving to you, to you tonight, and then we just keep on scrolling, we keep on moving on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Sit down and meditate on it for a second. Let the knowledge seep in. Stay in the present moment. Let it. Let your mind start to vibrate and get on the frequency of understanding. Let your mind begin to ask more questions so you can seek more answers.